healthcare. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review just said, shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the next minute. That right there is a lot of Welcome back to the basement, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned into yet another exciting adventure with us here on Tons and Lots of the Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin. As usual, we are so happy to have you down here. Uh, Going to be talking about a couple um, some fun stuff. Kick off your week here. Uh, Joshua Headley is a guy who's been uh, sort of kicking it around Nashville. He's in with the scene. Uh, our pod friend, Robert Ellis. Uh, Deer Tick, John McCauley, uh, Johnny Fritz, that whole thing, Bobby Bear Jr. Uh, they, they are the uh, alt-country. In fact, they made a movie about it. Um, Heartworn Highways Revisited. And you can check out. It's up on iTunes right now. But uh, until now, he has been uh, relegated to just playing gigs around town, playing with people. Uh, but Third Man Records said, hey, well, why don't you put an album? That's what he did. It's called Mr. Jukebox. Uh, it is fairly badass if you are somebody who enjoys the country, which I am. Um, and uh, and so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Myself, Mr. Dowling, and uh, Sad Wardo. And then uh, speaking of Sad Wardo, if you stick around after that, uh, he has been, uh, you know, he's a resident uh, pop guy. And in, in saying that, I mean, he, he enjoys the pop a little here, but, but that is uh, more often than not his jam. And uh, indie pop, especially, I think. I could be speaking out of hand, so I'm sure he'll correct me. But uh, Philadelphia's Hopalong is back with a new album called Bark Your Head Off Dog. And it is giving him all the damn feels. Like, he won't shut up about it. Uh, so I said, look, man, get it out of your system. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to play a song off it. And you all can have the feels if you haven't had them yet. So uh, that is what we're doing for this edition. And uh, we cover me on the back end uh, and the whole thing. So this is it. I'm out of here. Just taping the intro, guys. Um, and if you're wondering right now where our Janelle Monet uh, review is, it's going to be Thursday. It's going to be Thursday. It's okay. I don't believe in uh, in snap judgments. Neither do any any of us here. Uh, so we're spending a little time with it. And we're going to work out our feelings with it. I, I will say I've listened to it a bunch this weekend. And I have watched the uh, emotion. Sure. <laughs> Um, which, um, you know, classic Janelle, but, uh, and, uh, so I have some thoughts, but, uh, we're going to get those to you on Thursday. So hang tight until then. Keep listening to the album. And for now, uh, why don't you go ahead and listen to us. Let's head on down to the basement, meet Eduardo and Marcus. We dig in to, uh, one of my favorite country albums of this year, Joshua Headley's Mr. Jukebox. Deceased. <laughs> I mean, I mean my, this, my this soul. Is the, this is the good news. My he, soul is, he is risen. I, I am exactly. Vim, I mean, Vim I mean, is savage. You, you <laughs> just have. I'm mean, gonna get you a T-shirt that says "I are deceased." <laughs> I mean, Vim just rips out my soul whenever I sit next to her. Yeah, yep. Um. In case you guys were all wondering, Vivian, are, are we taping? <laughs> we are. Uh, in case anybody was wondering, we just actually taped 
our uh, our Sounds of DC podcast, which hopefully you listen to. Yeah, once you do like, that, we're crossing the time streams and stuff, and and uh, it's an Infinity War crossover. That's not a spoiler because I haven't seen it, but maybe it, no, no one's seen <laughs> no it. No one's seen it. Yeah, um, Batman dies or something, right? Batman dies. Yeah, Bat. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the death of Batman. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Batman kills babies. Mir- <laughs> Miracle Man. There it is. There you go. Uh, no. Um, but uh, we are back to the albums now and talking about something that uh, honestly, this was a surprise. And I'm surprised that we're talking about two Third Man Records releases in the same general time frame because uh, I look. I don't like Jack White. I I can't like I, I something about. Where he's gone, like I'm just like it's too. It feels pretentious, even though I know he's he's got the best best inspiration in mind. But at, at any rate, so sleep we talked about, and then and then this just sort of popped up, and I had been getting hit about it, and I was like, oh great, another country guy. Turns out, oh great, another fucking country guy. <laughs> oh god, uh, Joshua Headley uh, is a guy, and turns out like spoiler, I may have actually seen him. <laughs> Which you I'm going to tell you, but yeah, I'm going to tell you. So, so this guy was born in Florida, uh, moved to moved to Nashville when he was about uh, 19, 18 or nineteen, uh, and and he sort of was just on the scene, singing, writing songs, uh, playing fiddle, uh, which he got his first fiddle at eight years old. I mean, that's commitment wow. to music. Yeah, you that's you amazing. get your first music instrument. I would say I got my first piano at five. So. What the fuck have I been doing with my life? Uh, Podcasting. But, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, but, there it is. But at 19, he, he began sneaking into a place in Nashville called Robert's Western World, which if you go to Nashville, it's on Broad Street, and it is it, – look, it, it's touristy, but it's not because you go in and, like, the special is a fried bologna sandwich and a PBR for five bucks. Which and is the, which and is, the jukebox is like oh there's God. like a hard, there's no there's a jukebox hard stop son at like 1980 no or there's no jukebox son there's or a no, stage oh my God. there's a stage and he was on it and people are playing all day long I need like, a fried bologna sandwich like right now yeah exactly is there, is there like the mayo oh no it's too? mustard oh, okay but it is what it is Wonder Bread okay okay that's that's, yeah, that's w- important Wonder Bread you cut the make it uh, unfortunately right. look like a Nazi symbol yes and yeah you know yeah. you know okay what I know exactly what yeah talking yeah so. Uh, but anyways, this guy uh been playing there for the past 10 years and up and down uh, Broad Street. And in fact, he was known as the mayor of Lower Broad. Uh, in 2015, you know, after doing all this work, he was seen in a documentary called Heartworn Highways Revisited, which was revisiting a 20-year-old documentary. Um, but it featured the likes of John McCauley, Robert Ellis, mm. Johnny oh. Fitz, uh, and Nikki Lane. All people we are fans of. Yes. yes. Uh, Robert Ellis being the most rad of all that group. Uh, but Cal- uh, uh, Basement alum, Robert Ellis. Basement alum, yeah. Robert Ellis. <laughs> um, but this guy is, when we talk about country and we talk about uh, saving country music and whatnot, uh, we know that narrative is false. But every once in a while, somebody comes on along who has the real, they're just the real deal. There's a quote from him that's been going around in his press releases that that I want to read. It's like, I just want people to remember they have feelings and that they're valid. Not everything is coarse light and tailgates. There are other aspects of life that aren't so great and people experience. 
And God damn it, if that is not country music. That that is I I've seen so many people we just talked about writing about country music. I've seen so many people writing about country music. That that is the core of country music. This guy has it in his soul, so we're gonna talk about his new album, Mr. Jukebox, and I'm gonna start off by the first single off this I never shed a tear. We never were in love. They were never stars above. On the night when I never said I do You never wore my ring And you never meant a thing And I never shed a tear for you It's not hard to realize When you look into my eyes That the truth is This is how I make it through You never broke my heart And I never fell apart And I never shed a tear for you We talk about Casey Musgraves uh, appropriating uh, these boots are made for walking. Mm Mm-hmm. This guy just like w- just walks in and like absorbs like crazy by Patsy Cline and fucking spits it back out as this. It is uh it is despite any pastiche, anything, it is so heartfelt, it is so perfectly executed, it is such a Jack White label thing to be, and yet I fucking love it. Mm, but it's not. Okay? But it's not. It's not a Jack White thing to be. Is that it's the- it's not this album is not what we think it is. Oh. Third Man has this horrible thing of like, you find all these like pastiche artists who kind of like, kind of sort of dabble in, you know, like recreating like, you know, things that make you feel a certain way about country music. The thing about this guy that's great is that he just makes songs. Yeah. There's a level of unconsciousness to this that makes it work. Like, I Never Shed a Tear is great because it's locked in before it even starts. Right. Like, you just, he's just singing. You know sing- the song. No, yeah, he's <laughs> just singing the song. It's not like he's, like, consciously, like, I'm doing anything. Mm-hmm. He just opens his mouth and the song comes out. Yeah. He puts his hands on his instrument and the, the song just Appears. Whoa, whoa, whoa! But, but, <laughs> that's not a Neil Diamond. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, just, I just, I just went <laughs> through anti-explicit. I just but... went through anti-harassment training, and I just, I just want to be clear that the instrument welcomed the contact. <laughs> and so, in that case, but unless it, there's a clear power imbalance, it's okay. Yeah, but, <laughs> but no, so I think that that's the the joy of this record. It's also yeah. 29 minutes long. It's which, also 29, like which is like, but, but, but anyone... you make it, but you make it album is 29 minutes long. If all you're doing is just playing the fucking song. Yeah. But did anyone, you know, I had, I, I, my struggle with this album a little bit is, is trying to figure out, am I listening to a sincere homage? Oh, am yeah. I listening no, to are. this weird kind of post irony thing? No, no. And here, I couldn't here's, like, here's this, so like, so like, so like flat five is, is what I kept going yes. to. Flat five. Yeah. Good, 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 to- good call. That's yeah. an exercise in songwriting that, that leans on kitsch. Right. And they don't, they don't ignore, they, they don't deny that. Right. Like, so they aren't trying to be anything. Robert's Western World does not suffer fools. 
Okay. And you do not get on that stage unless you are the shit. And like, so like if you're going to put in your time in Nashville, like actually out there performing, if you look out the window of Robert's Western world, you can see all these like douchebag bars where people are up there playing their like solo cup songs yeah, at yeah. 10 o'clock in the morning and people are eating it up. They're like, woo, honey, we're in Nashville. And, but, but you go to Robert's and it is like the, it's, it's the real goddamn deal. And so there, that, that is what, and, and I get where you're coming from because it is hard to hear something like this in 2018 and think like, well, isn't this ironic? Right. Isn't that yeah. what they're going for? And instead it's just like, no, this is just, he knows the tradition. Like we've talked about people who like Jim Wastner, who works in a certain idiom, like right. who just, right know the idiom, work in it, and fucking crush it. And it's just like, oh, wow. There okay. Was, there was a James McMurtry lyric that I kept thinking of. And, I, you know, he's one of, I think he's one of the greatest songwriters who doesn't often write great songs, but that's a different issue. Um, but, but he's got this song called Lights of Cheyenne, and, and the character is talking about his daughter dating this guy. And the line is something like, you know, her new boyfriend, this one's a sight, uh, he, sorry, he's got a cowboy problem. This one's a sight dressed up like Gunsmoke for a Saturday night or something like yeah. that. Oh, that's that's and, too poppy. And there's no, but there's but there's a part of this, a, 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 like like I kept I kept struggling with like, and I think it's because it's so well done. It's so it's so meticulously and carefully produced that I kept having this struggle of like, wait, am I just looking at like did did do those spurs need to be there in this <laughs> shot? Or, They're just spurs, right. but okay. So like, it's funny. I was watching the Elvis documentary, The Searcher, which is on HBO, and it's is it good? Tremendous. It's okay. Sorry, so sorry like, if you it. know, if you know everything about Elvis, I would call Elvis the Finder, not the Searcher. But that's right. that's. Just but me. there's a thing. There's a thing <laughs> about Elvis attempting to like discover his honest self at a certain point in the second half of his career. Okay. So and they go into a whole thing about like suspicious minds, which. You know, like there's there's real like hearkening to that level. Also, of also good DC rite of passage is whether Blelvis ever sang "Suspicious Minds" to you on a street <laughs> corner somewhere. So, oh my god, I can raise my hand in the affirmative. So, so the thing god, about god the thing Blelvis. about "Suspicious Minds" is that you could write "Suspicious Minds" in a way where you have all of this like artifice and pastiche and BS. Yeah. Or you could just say, "I'm caught in a trap. I can't get out." <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. future is that you you know what i mean like it's like you could yeah. say like you could have artifice yeah, 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 and pastiche yeah, yeah, yeah. and all this beautiful flowery right, language right, right or you could just get drill the whole thing down to the core and just say the core thing that's on your heart when you hear like a lot of these songs you drill all the way past all yes, of sir. the most flowery yes, songwriting sir. language like these are songs that if casey musgraves wrote them they would sound completely different these are songs that even if uh, you know, even if uh, Laurie McKenna wrote them, Laurie McKenna, well, no, but, yeah, they sound the, completely there, different. There's no, there's no nuances. Like we were off it's, mic name checking people like Buck Owens, like Hank Williams Senior, right? Uh, and I, I would even uh, Hank Williams Junior. Honestly, like, yeah. There, there's a little, there's a little of that in that. It's a song I want to get to right now. Uh, one of the songs we're gonna play uh, because it's not only that, but it's also honestly we're getting towards spring summer. It's a little bit of yacht rock, <laughs> and this is this is a hallmark. Well, I'll, I'll talk about it after that we hear the song. Uh, this is uh, let's take a vacation. And fall 
fall in love again Go back to where we started When you fell for me back then Remember how you told me Take a vacation and fall in love again. We can go out to the All country. that is missing is a little like humorous plug at the end, Take and it is the pina colada song. <laughs> It is. And and I mean that as the highest fucking compliment. Shout out to because, Rupert Holmes. Because I know that. people yeah. hate that song by Rupert Holmes, but if you really listen to the song, it really captures what was going on in the seventies, man. Like that, that there's this is not Steely Dan's bad sneakers and well, you know, bad sneakers does too. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 yeah. no. But yeah, but no. but there is. A, you mean the Steely Dan, which we still haven't done a podcast about? I, I know. Yeah. Just, we're such we're such failures. Uh, but but. Taken at face value, like it is such a sweet song that honestly you could hear like Hank Senior singing. You can hear yeah. Buck Owen, like just all these classic greats. You can hear Merle like getting really into it or wailing, like any of them. There's pick there's, any hero. There's that, Marty Robbins in yeah, there. Marty, there's, yes. there's, a, there's so much Merle pick, to you, right? Pick there's, any yeah. country hero. Yep. And what it's doing is saying. <laughs> Guys, I got this ridiculous conceit. <laughs> let, me tell, let me tell you about the song. We're going to the studio. I'm going to sing a song to my lady that maybe things aren't going that well. And I'm going to propose that if we just take a vacation, because hold on, guys, hold on. You know what us poor people really look forward to? Vacations. <laughs> and uh, and then and then there's also the double entendre. Mm-hmm. Where he's basically like, right. what if I just left you? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, that's that's actually so, the okay. the dark side of the right. song yeah. that you don't right. get. So I wanted to say, like, there's a thing about all these country these male country heroes that we talk about is that these are all the most horribly emotionally stunted men in the history <laughs> of American life. This yep. is this is such an important take already. So in an era where we, we applaud women like Janelle Monet for making music that like Colors in all of the colors of. I can't applaud her till I hear the album. Okay, so what we've heard of the record, uh, these this, these are fair women who make songs in 2018. Yeah, where they color in all of the emotional spectrum, and we celebrate the fact that women are able to, you know, cel- you know, celebrate their emotions and celebrate their feelings and put them all out in the record. The thing that makes this great is that this man is literally just like, hey. So if you got a problem, take a vacation. Yeah, that's all I got for you. Right, that's my point, and that, that but, but, that's, but that's the I, point of country songs. Like country songs, like hone in on the the little simplicities of life and country life, and and by country life, I mean like lower class white life, right. and and it, it has always been that way, and people just don't do it anymore. I mean, we saw the fucking weird. Like acid gasm of of Casey Musgraves, which yeah. I don't know how you are still on it, Eduardo. But I, I honestly I can't listen to that album anymore. It's 
it's a weird move because it's countries just... never had that many emotions placed into the space. You know, I mean, actually, I wouldn't say they have it. It's been forty years since like women in country have ever like have like right, really right. Do- dove in and been like, okay, I'm gonna like open up and and let out some like you know like multi a multitude of emotions onto records. But I I do find myself thinking a little bit though that like there's there's just something and 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 I should be very clear that I enjoy the crap out of this album and I um although and I'm and I'm I'm delighted that it's 29 or 30 minutes. Um, I don't think it goes by particularly quickly. No, even, even at that short length, like it's just a very slow, deliberate, ponderous album, and that's really nice. Like, like when it's when it's that when that's the mood you want from it. But part of me feels still a little bit like not asking him to do more is sort of pulling punches for some reason that i can't and I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what that like like just just sort of doing a thing that's a nice throwback and that's faithful and accurate is a is is fine so let's presume let's presume there is uh there are actual lanes right mm-hmm. actual like objective physical lanes and stuff he rides in one right mm-hmm. so what is it because you're not used to somebody actually so like perfectly riding one? I'm not saying this is a perfect album either, but I'm I'm saying like Headley has his lane and he, and he is in it. This, the the struggle I have a little bit is that if all I want from this is um you know like Merle Haggard's Big City, okay. well well I already have that record <laughs> and I know it pretty well, right? So like so there's part of me that that still wants. Even someone who's a who's whose whole purpose is to be a staunch traditionalist to show me that there's a reason for them to be making that music and 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 even though the fact that this is enjoyable to me almost answers that question, there's still this li- this little part of me that just can't let go of that question of like, yeah, it's really good i I, I like it, I would want to showcase it, I would want people to hear it. I'm glad it exists. But there's but that little voice in the back of my brain doesn't quite go away of saying the like I, I would argue, I would argue though the fact that you're already comparing it to that like says that like he's already done the work but like you're not comparing it to them like some shitty country you're, you're comparing it to like a pinnacle of like right, country yeah. music and 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 like that's the weird trick it, like gets in your brain you hear it you do I, I was playing Perhaps, it last yeah. week when people were over, and people didn't know what I was playing, and they thought I was just playing an old country record. And then I yeah. told them, and it was like, yeah, but I, 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 pl- I played it for my wife this morning, and she was like, "Wait, this is really an album that came out in 2018?" <laughs> I was like, "I was like, babe, this album is a week old." <laughs> I, I, I want to play the track that you liked, and we're going to get to you, Mr. Yeah. Dow. Yeah, no problem. And, and, and uh, but uh, this is one that you like. I quite like as well. This yeah. is a weird thought. Thank you. I'm a young sidewinder, a high note finder. A fiddler, a gypsy, and a wandering soul And I'm a little bit crazy, a little bit lazy And I don't feel at home unless I'm on the road I got a rambling fever down deep in my bones From back roads and byways to places unknown From wasteland to graceland or wherever I roam
yeah, so so I realized I was just uh, being a little bit a little bit critical of, of Mr. Headley here, but but also I think as I'm hearing that song that if some you know if this is his kind of uh, his sort of like his calling card that and then some producer gets a hold of him and says you know you're opening for so and so, but really you could be doing your own thing. If only we just, you know, brought in these like EDM producers and and gave you a little bit of that modern national oh, scene, right? See. And sort of brought and like like I'm not interested in him being necessarily brought up to speed either. Like I want him to keep. I sort of want him to like so, keep putting out this exact record for 20 more right. years and just na- and just be like fuck you world. I'm not moving. Yeah. Like you so, come to well, me. I, I think I think real quick. And then yeah, no right to you, man. Uh, I Who? think the the if you watch Heartworn Highways Revisited, which I've seen a little bit of, that's the key. And and I honestly, think I, I don't know how well they actually know each other, but I would bet pretty well. Uh, Robert Ellis is is sort of the the linchpin in all this because who just put who had, did that John Hartford thing? Yes, yeah. he did that John Hartford which thing, a, but which is said, a cool. Wacky so he thing can do the John Hartford thing and and go back into this zone mm-hmm. but then he can do his solo album like lights the chemical plant which are just radical albums yeah. as far yeah. as like, they're they're country albums yeah, yeah. But they're radically different country albums and i think and johnny fritz is in there who dropped the johnny corn dog uh since then has been working his way back to like the guy can do an entertaining song and and he's still like occasionally he knocks out a dunk song out of the park uh in the same way that ellis does but I, but i think that Lynchpin and obviously John McCauley. Like this whole circle of, of some people you might call weird Nashville, but I think it's really just they latched on the songs. Like the reason yeah. Ellis does what he does is because he fucking plays guitar better than anybody else and he can't just sit there and do right like a little thing. Play a one four he, he's five. Like, I, he's like, I have all mm-hmm. these parts in my head and I need to, to do them. And, but it all ends up sounding like a, the, the thing that it should. Uh, but uh, to you, Mister Dallin. Yeah, I was going to say, like the, the 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 notion that Merle Haggard stands alone, like the chief stands alone, mm-hmm. is is like not necessarily the best argument to make, because we're at a point now where you know, like culture regenerates itself. Yeah, and mm-hmm. if there's a standard, actually, that it, sort of what I'm talking about, right? If there's a standard that exists, you can play to that standard. And stand next to it because there's a space that exists. Merle Haggard is no longer with us. You know, like this is the thing. Like, he's, you know, there's a space that exists in the musical atmosphere where you could stand. I mean, it takes a lot of work. Like, it's not, it's, it's not like simple to yeah. do, but you have to be great. And if you are that great and you're able to maintain that standard of excellence mm. and you have that, you know, you have that, uh, that pedigree, yeah. then why not do it? Well, and and, and that's I, what he does. And I'm not, yeah, and I'm not trying to throw shade on anybody doing this, but like when people say like, uh, you know, because like Sturgill Simpson famously like struck up a friendship with Merle Haggard and, and was working with, and and but I, I he's not the one that's carrying this for it's people like him, it's people right. like Robert Ellis mm-hmm. who get. I mean, there is we don't quite know what being an outlaw in 2018 necessarily means it doesn't mean what it meant when people like them were making music right which when people like them were making that's, music it was about breaking, i think that's actually a really important it was point breaking down yeah. barriers and mm-hmm. so this all like 
this 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 cliche, this catch-all marketing term of like outlaw, whatever and stuff. The real outlaws, uh, honestly, are making great fucking songs, and that's all they're doing. And you can stretch it into whatever like genre you want to. Again, back to the Musgraves album. Uh, obviously not outlaw country, but it is doing something that we shouldn't call country. It, you know, and yet she is based on that. Her next album may be country, it may right, not be. Right. Uh, but his album, he, he's not going to come out with a a, a Zed collab. No. <laughs> Shout out but, to Marin. Yeah, make but, that money, girl. But 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 I would argue that like uh, what he's doing, like if you have Ellis on one end of this new uh weird country movement he's he's at the bottom like he's the anchor and stuff and i think because this song that i want to play right now real quick this is as close to bro whatever country you get not brothers osborne country that's a whole different thing (laughs) which which we love which we love but but this is this is as close as this album gets to playing into any of those tropes and it, and it just follows a perfect country trope that people want on the radio. And, and as a result, it turns out somehow he turned it into a great song. Feed me nickels, feed me dimes. I'll play your favorite song just one more time. I'm right here in the corner. Anytime you're feeling blue. If you've got a new romance, well, I've got the perfect dance. If you need me, I'll be here. I'm Mr. Jukebox. This old bar room is my home, and it's the only one I've known. I've been here since I was a little boy, singing songs that people know. I watch them dancing to and fro. Find their joy So feed me nickels Feed me dimes I'll play your favorite song Just one more time I'm right here in the corner Anytime you're feeling blue If you've got a new romance Well, I've got the perfect dance If you need me, I'll be here I'm Mr. T Uh, Radney Foster, fucking Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, yes. uh, all these people. Vince Gill is even up in there. Uh, all, all these people, not not Chris Gaines. No Chris Gaines anywhere in there. No, he, did, he didn't exist in the 80s. I hear he's a good left he fielder. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but, uh, but all these cats are, are up in this, and he's pulling in this tradition. He's also pulling from Western Swing, swing uh, from Asleep at the Wheel, uh, yep. Ray Benson. Fucking, and this is this is honestly almost explicitly um, what Dale Watson is doing now. True. And if you kids, we have covered him a lot. If you kids listen and have not heard Dale Watson, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I know I'm biased that we got to see him and uh, Benson at Luke and Bob. Hmm. Ask a black dude about Dale Watson. Okay. <laughs> black dude, tell me about Dale Watson. <laughs> I mean. I think that for people who are getting into the country thing, 
the easiest way to understand like country as a danceable genre in the same way that people understand like rap as a danceable genre is to get into the country swing stuff that as Dale a Watson social does. gathering right it's like social yeah. gathering yes yeah. as like social gathering dance in the round music yep and i feel like when you hear something like mr jukebox that's exactly where that is like tapping into yep and yeah. i mean this is like and we made the conversation about trap music earlier today where like you know you're like okay so this is like the 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 social gathering we're gonna turn up and dance thing that's what that is for country yeah. and it's it's the same exact party it's 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 the same exact party <laughs> like and yeah. and basically the same exact lyrics yeah which is hysterical to think about but the absolute truth dale watson does a thing um on stage where he he so he's sponsored by lone star beer mm-hmm. like legit just as a person yeah just, <laughs> just, just, yeah, just he's just that. walking around being um, sponsored he, well he may not be anymore but okay. he at least acts like he does yeah and and literally he has an instrumental break where they drink the beer on stage <laughs> yes. and and they have a jingle about lone star beer that they play and oh, they wow. do it two or three times depending on how many beers he wants to drink and it, it happens i would i would honestly say he probably is still sponsored by him because it happens at every show the show in lukenbach like there was no reason for that to happen, but it happened. <laughs> and Ray Benson was just like, "All right." Um. So, so you've you've got like, it, that's Texas though. This is Nashville. Yes. That's that's my one so struggle with this album a little bit is that it's going to get um well not my one struggle because I've quibbled about something else but but I'm thinking about that great saving country music thing that you posted, Kevin, mm-hmm. which was this whole which which was about really. The the bad, not negative, but the uh, like objectively poorly written press around the Casey Musgraves release, right? Which a lot of people took issue with, like that article, because like again, as we yeah. said in that, Kyle's a dude, right? <laughs> well, but 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 I think but I think it's 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 correct to quibble. So if you cover country music, it's correct to quibble with the coverage of the Casey Musgraves album, yeah. by a bunch of people who only listen to Slate and NPR approved country music, yes, right. So, so I think there's, there's a, there, it's very fair to call out a writer and say, well, his last four articles were about things that are not country. Why is this person telling us that Casey Musgraves is going to save a genre that they don't, that they don't cover? And this got an NPR first listen. The, it, right. And, and, and what's weird about it is that for, like, it's easy to label this as a traditionalist record, but it's actually pulling from five or six different strains at the, like, it's not, it's not purely a Western. It's not purely nope. Texan. It's not right. It's it's sort of it's sort of a potpourri. There's even like some Phil Spector. There's there's a song that starts off with like a little guitar jingle. That's like yep. pure Phil Spector. People so have to know the people have to know the 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 migratory traditions of country to really appreciate the genre. And I think that the best artists, the ones we talk about down here in the basement, mm-hmm. know it like the back of their hand. Mm-hmm. Because it's okay if you're in Nashville, like, like this guy's been in Nashville, then you know all of this already, and you and, and you're sourcing each and each and every right, sound, like, right? And yeah. you're specifically yeah. sourcing it, and you know exactly why you're sourcing it, and you know what you want to pull into the record, right? Because this record's only 29 minutes long, <laughs> so he's just like literally like I'm gonna play. I get a sense. This is like these are like the 10 best songs that I know at this moment. Yeah, that's how, and that's how you should put together an album. I, I think something you note too, though, is that he ends the album as uh, "When You Wish Upon a Star." Yeah, it's... and 
It's cons- sort of jazzy. It's, it's got sort this, of jazzy, yeah. but it, it but it's sort of heartfelt. But consider so you've had this like uh, Western swing jazz odyssey that you've gone through in this past like twenty three or so minutes, and um, it's a statement. I mean, it's, it's a direct, and, and in that sense, it's a little hokey statement upon like he never thought he'd be here. He thought he'd be like on yeah the stage at Robert's Western World and just playing with people. Um. But it also is is a statement about how country has always done. That's not an unfamiliar country cover. Correct. That's not Correct. like it, because it's a great fucking song. And so, so he's basically like, not only is he showing appreciation for uh, his journey and how he got here, and this is what he it feels like. He's inserting himself into the canon and being like, "Oh, well, now you got my version." Right. Right. This sounds like this is like Porter Wagner show yeah. level like musicianship, and I really enjoyed that because it's like mm-hmm. we don't go back to like okay, so like people if you listen to podcasts a million times, you know my history of country music. Yeah, you know most of it has to deal with like televised country music, and there's a whole thing in like TV country that involves like kitsch, and in a way that's like. So beautifully produced and so magnificently, like, performed where you're just like, this is just, like, the epitome of professionalism, this genre. Like, when I grew up, I thought that that even as a child, country musicians were, like, amazing because of the way that they, like, professionally handled... And their jackets. Covers, right. (laughs) I mean, when Viv was here, she was talking about his jacket. Like, again, back to Robert Ellis, he got a fucking, like, space scene on his fucking suit. It's amazing! (laughs) Yeah, he he showed up here in, like, in like a jacket. Oh, yeah, dude, that was... (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, this is even more absurd. But that's the thing. It's like a level of professionalism to it where you hear this cover of a song that's been played a trillion times in life. Yeah. But it's like the attention to like, we will play this professionally that will come out and sound a certain way. And it's played by this guy in this amazing jacket. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know about you guys, but I mean, this is, uh, at least for now, like this is one of my favorite albums. Like I've heard in a real long while. Cause it's, it is, I mean, it, it's country, but it's just, it's pop. It's just straight. I gave it a standing ovation in my bedroom. <laughs> well, all right. That is both the, that is both. No, that's just the least surprising thing I've heard. I was gonna, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no other fact there. But, that's, I, but that's I think exactly... that's it. You listen to it and you're like, <laughs> yes, exactly. Slow clap, like, like slow clap. Right, like, yep. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. You did it. Uh, it's fucking um, such man. I love surprises, and that is a, that is a great surprise for this year, especially some of the dour shit that we've had to wait through. Yeah. <laughs> This year, look, this year, 2018 so far, and dudes, we're almost halfway. Holy shit. We're not that far away from halfway. April's almost And I, and I can honestly say, Fucking like, I. in in the seven years we've been doing this, this is the worst year for music that <laughs> I have ever experienced. Booty trash, shit worst. Yep. Yep. But, uh. yeah, except for this. So uh, do yourself a favor, go out and get it. We're going to take a quick break. And we come back, and uh, you are going to fanboy all over. I'm going to fanboy somebody so hard, think, and I'm going to get. I'm going to get. I'm. I'm. I'm ready for what's coming my way when I fanboy. I don't think this. anything's coming your way, but uh, yeah. but hang tight. We're going to be back with a little hop along. If your heart 
Mr. Jukebox, Joshua Headley, go out and get that shit. Uh, I don't even know if it's available on vinyl. If so, I'm going to go buy it at uh, our friends at Songbird here in Washington, D.C. You have your local record store. You do it there. And uh, because uh, I it didn't come today, Marcus, Brothers Osborne vinyl on the way. Because nobody here in D.C. carries that Hot shit. Hot damn. But you can come over and listen to it. Hot if you want, damn. If you want. Are you going to play that with the Marshall Tucker band? That you're... Oh, we're going to listen to that in a few. <laughs> we, we got that in a few because uh, we, oh, we got research to do. Right oh, now, man. though, um, for all you all who aren't in on our G-chats or emails and stuff, the, the way this is all this all works out is that we uh, basically continually talk about music all day long, um, whether it's me talking to people or just randomly. It's just an ongoing process, and it ends up here on mic. Uh, and so this is going to end up here on tape because uh, Eduardo, you uh, love this fucking man. So. I, uh, yeah, I sort of something happened to me, and I don't I don't know <laughs> how to explain it. Um, but for the past week or so, I've been obsessed with the album "Bark Your Head Off, Dog" by Hopalong, and and it kind of snuck up on me. I listened to the album a couple of times, and and um, and I thought it it seemed enjoyable, and then I don't I just can't explain it like a, a flip got switched or something and suddenly like th- this album was delivering the like oxygen and nutrients that my body needed Ooh. to survive i even i even joked with kevin that it was like physically painful for me to listen to things other yeah. than hop along yeah, yeah right now because i am so in this album so where place. are these guys from they're on saddle creek which is they're, uh which is counter oberst label which... right so they're on saddle creek they're from philly yeah um they they recorded this album i believe in in philly um and i'm blanking on the name of the studio but they've recorded there before um it's called the headroom actually okay um and um and if you're not familiar with their with their sound there's just this really amazing like desperate quality to the songwriting and um and 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 you might hear instrumentation or arrangements that make you think sort of like standard kind of indie fare up front but um but but it's actually not and there's actually this whole universe of like color and 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 magic alive in there and uh yeah, and I really, I really just cannot, like, I, I cannot, like, I'm going to fucking go to Richmond or Baltimore to see these guys. <laughs> like, that's because I think I'm going to miss their DC show because I think I'm right. in Toronto that week. So I just cannot, I, uh, like, I'm, I'm running out of things to say about how much I love this album. But basically, the minute I leave your house, Kevin, when I, when I take Marcus to, yeah. to the Metro, yes. this album will probably be playing in the car. It'll be playing tomorrow when I go to work. It'll I'm be playing all day okay. long when I'm at work. It'll be playing tomorrow night. In perpetuity, this album. Okay. Prior things of Hop One.
Marcus, hold, hold Eduardo down. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give Eduardo the wedgie he deserves. Feels like that or not in this basement. Come on, son. No, that's great. That is, uh, that is, uh, I, I'm going to have to revisit that. It's, it's, it's hooky. She has, um, uh, uh, Francis, I think, uh, Quaresma. I should, I should go fact check that. Um, Nah, uh, but she has she has such, an, such an appealing vocal quality mm-hmm. where she can sound tuneful and desperate and kind of angry and forlorn at the same time. And for some reason, that that sort of quality of desperation is what I'm apparently craving out of music, because between that and uh, uh, Dacus's historian, like I can't get away from like forlorn women in music yeah. right now thing, like, well, so. you got snail mail coming for your face. That's right. That's right. I'm a big fan of Kate Nash. And um, yeah, there's a lot of Kate Nash in that, and and that's a vocal, and and that's a 
and that's the thing with with singing with the intention of sadness and mm-hmm. also having like a certain like you know color in your vocal as well and i think that that's, that there's something that's really really powerful about that so i dig it All francis right. quinlan god damn it not so, so you guys saying so I, I just need to come around to this shit yeah i'm on the wrong side of history on hop along there it is all right it's cool. I'm about to get on the right side of history, so if you want to go on tour with them, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> let's. I let's, would. Uh, uh, let's talk about the Richmond show. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. It's... I have not been to Richmond and Lee. If you're listening, maybe we'll come down and hang out with you guys in Richmond. May sixth, Sunday night in Richmond. Oh, that's Sunday night. That's a bummer. yeah. I'm going to be taking that Monday off. Baltimore is Saturday. Saturday, right? May fifth. Okay. And then they're in DC in early June. Okay, we don't need to make plans for you guys listening. <laughs> but we want you guys to know we'll be there. Yeah, come come find us. Be, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am the rounder Craig Finn. In case you're in case you're wondering. <laughs> Especially with new glasses. Like now it's just like oh, why are you stalking Craig Finn? Uh that's it. We're out of here. Thank you guys for hanging out. Uh the, all the usual things. You know where to listen to us. Like where do you listen to us, Marcus? I listen to you guys on, uh, let's see, I'm, I'm listening to you guys on iTunes. You guys, us. Yeah. Us, us guys. Us guys. I listen on iTunes. Oh, he's dead now, so it's... Oh, oh he's dead. dead. I forgot, I'm, I forgot. I was... Is there a podcast network for the dead? No, it really isn't. Oh, damn. We did a few episodes about the dead, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're, we're, we're out there everywhere, and, uh, and uh, we're hosted on Pippa. Pippa.io, you go there, and if you want a podcast, just uh, give them a few bucks. And you can always say, them. you could always say, Alexa, play Chunky Glasses. You so can if you're listening do that. On something oh, other, that's right. You if can. you're listening to something, have you done uh, this? I, I, I have. And I actually, have. you know what? We're on Spotify now, so you can also say Google, Ooh. play Chunky Glasses. Yeah. Unfortunately, you can't tell what to talk about. Like, so, so mm. I can just say Google play Chunky Glasses, and it plays like whatever episode is up there. But I can't say play this, this, this. Okay. But, you know, we're living in Luddite times, whatever. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we're going to be back in a few short days. Uh, coming up, I think we're going to be talking about Janelle Monet. I hope we're going to be talking about Janelle Monet. We've, look. <laughs> not to get into a thing here. First but. of all, not to get into a thing, but... But but here's the thing. This is uh, first of all, like we're a little behind. I took a vacation and it was like, uh, so it's playing catch up. So I don't, I don't get enough a lot of patience uh, for this because we all work hard. Yeah, we mm-hmm. all do different things. Like, yes, and plenty plenty of hustle in this room. And that and that we have been able to do this two episodes a week for the past like two and a half years yeah. is fucking astounding. Yeah, uh, and uh, so uh, you know Janelle Monae did not send out advances tell you how the music industry works so it's gonna be hard for us to talk about it we already nixed an album earlier in the year which is car seats headrest redux because it was bad so i hope we're talking about janelle monet's album i didn't think we will be but if it's bad that window think. closed like we aren't, think, we aren't gonna go think back we will be talking about that no album. because we got a lot of good shit to be talking about we got uh, fucking Damien Verado is great coming up. We still have not talked about Nils Klein 4 because mm. all y'all motherfuckers are scared to talk about it, but eventually, like, I'm going to get somebody in here to talk about it. Uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, Marshall Tucker Band. Oh, I'm ready for that. <laughs> that sounds like a threat. And, it's a promise. And Eduardo, it is dead season again, so we got to get this going. Yeah. We, yeah. we got to get this. And get Casey back down here. 
Oh, but of course. And it's going to be so. So essentially, we're into the. It is truly spring. Yeah, it is sprung, and uh, and then we're going to fucking uh, get shit done. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out. Of course. I'll be back in a few short days. Until then, be good to your ears. Be better to your people. Talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> Kenobi!